10 to 1, episode 171. Thoughts on Connection. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we talk about whatever we're talking about. Yeah. We're and tonight really that happens to be a, a plea. Is it fair to say a plea it's from part, Melissa? It's partly a plea. It's also partly an encouragement. Um, so the... The origin of this episode began back when I was visiting my sister in May, I think. Uh, She had just recently had her baby, and so I went to go visit her. Um, And we had just talked a little bit about it's it's hard, you know, living far apart. It's uh, uh, You just don't feel like you can ask people to help out, you know, at any time of day. It's not like if you've got family living um, in the same area, same neighborhood as you. Um, you don't feel like you can just ask people to help even though you're uh, hanging by a thread. And uh, I've talked with some other friends of mine, too, and just... Uh, I mean, maybe guys don't feel this way, but there's a lot of ladies I know that just feel isolated, alone. Yeah, we're surrounded by people. We've got great... I mean, it's not... This is coming from people, from ladies that have great families. It's not that they have a terrible home life. They've got a loving husband and they've got great kids, but they still are feeling alone. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, well, there's just not another person that they really connect to and that they can confide in and be vulnerable and open to. So I was, I was thinking about that and um, just thinking like, what, what's some things that we can do to fix that, to make it better? Uh, ideally families would not move away from each other. They at all, uh, just, I don't know, buy a hundred acre homestead and then build out onto <laughs> that, those hundred acres and, uh, all live within, I don't know, a 10 minutes wagon ride from each other. I don't know. That sounds so a little house on the prairie, but I really like the idea of it. And more and more, I'm as, as I get older, I'm thinking, man, I don't want the kids to grow up and move away from us. I want them to settle down near us and, Start mm-hmm. raising their families near us. Anyway, barring that ideal, for, well, my ideal, what are some things that we can do to encourage people and to build community, build this connection so that we're not feeling so alone? And it comes down to, I believe, you need to ask for help. Well, two things. First of all, you need to help people and offer help and then carry through on that help. But then secondly, you need to ask for help. Um, I have offered my help 
to different people many times. And most of the time when I offer, it's politely declined. I I don't think it's the quality of my help. I hope it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think people don't like being vulnerable and needy. And I get that because we're Americans and we're independent. Mm -hmm. And um, we don't, none of us like to feel like just completely helpless. Uh, But what happens, though, uh, is we all at some point in our lives, at many points in our lives, have these moments where we need help and we need it bad, um, whether we're going to admit it to ourselves or not. Uh, And if we don't ask for help, then we end up being isolated. And here's the thing is... If nobody's asking for help, we then we all assume everybody else has got their, their act together. And clearly, I'm the only one who doesn't have her act together. This is how I've thought many times. Um, we see uh, Facebook, almost nobody gets on there and posts the reality of their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, honestly, we, we want to share about the great and good things that are happening I I did some baking with my kids and we had a wonderful time. We played a family board game together. But from that, we tend to think that's how it is constantly. And we might know it in our heads that, you know, everybody's got their issues and their problems and it's not all roses all the way. But we, knowing it in, in your head is a completely different thing from really understanding that and thinking about it on a on a uh, on a clear basis so when we think based off of facebook or instagram or whatever that everybody's got their lives together mm-hmm. and i'm the only one that doesn't have it together and nobody else is asking for help well, I just need to get my act together and somehow grip my teeth and get through it. And that is not how we were meant to live. That is not good for us. That has driven me to despair and depression uh, on several occasions. And it has for other people, too, um, that I've talked to. And they've, you know, when they came out on the other side, um, they realized, man, I should have asked for help. Um, but it looked like everybody else was was doing fine. And if they're doing fine, well, I just, I, I can do it too. No, everybody is falling apart inside. Maybe not right this moment, but at some point they will be and they need help. So uh, what you need to do is when you are falling apart, or even before you get to like, down into the absolute dregs, ask for help. You know, don't let it get so bad. Um, I learned that some people don't, don't want to be asked for help. (laughs) I was talking to some friends and, uh, because if they're asked for help, then they'll feel obliged to help and they don't want to. And then, but if they say no, they'll feel bad. And what I say to you, if you're listening, um, and if you have people around you that are like that, 
you still need to ask them for help. They need to be moved out of their comfort zone. It's good for them to look beyond their, their, their little circle. And they need to be moved by the needs of others. Um, and, well, maybe you might say, I don't want to bother people because I know they're really busy with their lives. But they, again, they should not be so busy that they cannot open their li- their eyes to the wider community. And by the way, if, if somebody's too busy, um, this is a good wake-up call to them that they need to cut some things out of their lives to be less busy. We need to be able to help. We need to have time that we can, things that we can just set aside and realize, you know what? This is not as important as helping somebody who needs me right now. So what are some examples of things that people should be helping with or that you would, that you've volunteered to help people with? Right. So uh, right now, some friends of mine just recently had babies and um, I I put together a meal train and um, the slots were not getting filled. So I went and started asking people, hey, would you uh, do a meal for this? And I felt at first a little little bit uncomfortable. But then I was like, no, this person, uh, my friend needs postpartum care and I cannot fill every slot right now because I also have my family to take care of. But I can do one meal. If we all pitch in, then we can all as a as a village take care of this person in need. Mm-hmm. And many hands li- make light work. So I asked people and uh, one of the ladies even said, oh, thanks. I'd, I'd completely forgotten to sign up and I meant to. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people want to help. They just need the reminder. Um, sometimes people need babysitting care. Um, they need, they just need somebody to talk to. They need you to invite them over and say, hey, I haven't seen you. In, I haven't talked to you in ages. Do you want to get together? Um, and, and, you know, come to my house for coffee or let, we can go to a, a coffee uh, coffee shop or, you know, or just whatever, uh, be creative. It doesn't have to be fancy. Uh, one of the things I was thinking that is really the best way to connect people is through food. You just about can't go wrong with food. So if, uh, you find out what the person's likes are and, and give them something, give them a a little gift, make them a, a meal. Um, if they're, if they're a really busy family, uh, Make dinner for them and and hang out with them that way. Or uh, if you're not a cook, if you can't cook, then have them, you know, buy something from a restaurant and, and hang, out, hang out together. Or if you're uh, too poor to buy from a restaurant and you're not a good cook, <laughs> then make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like we, we come up with all these reasons why we can't. Mm-hmm. connect with people and instead of and I, I talked to my girls about this instead of finding the reasons why you can't think of how you can find the reasons why you can mm-hmm. um let's see uh 
going back a little bit to uh, people being too busy, um, sometimes we just need to cut things out of our lives. Like I know some people in, in Mobile uh, that they were just so busy. Every, it was so hard to get with them because every single night they were busy. And the one night that they didn't have something going on with church activities or soccer or band practice or whatever with their kids... That was like their one family night. And I get it. You need to have family time. But also, like, you need... Oh, man, that's too busy, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah. And they were missing out on the community. Because you need family time, but you also need you need, also need your your friends and, and your neighbors around you. Uh, and, and I'm not perfect. Like, I'm... It's so easy for me to just stay busy and my kids will ask me to play and I'm like, well, I'm busy because I, I got to do this. I got to wash the dishes. I got to fix dinner. I'm going to do this other thing and I'm doing it for you, you know, uh, but sometimes I need to uh, just like understand that while we we could just let a few things go i could let certainly let the dishes go i'm i'm really good at that um <laughs> uh making time to read to my kids they love that um mm -hmm. and uh the easiest way to do that is to just make it a daily habit one mom that i listened to um, she has a daily tea time with her kids, kind of patterned after the Hispanic culture of siesta time, where they just drop everything, they sit, and they drink a cup of, t of tea. Sometimes they have some little cookies or biscuits with it to fancy it up, uh, and, but they, they might just sit and say nothing, mm. or uh, they listen to music, or they talk, but it's just this moment of quietness. Um, where they bond. And then she was telling, she was saying on the podcast that as her kids grew older, like, um, they looked back and like, that was one of the most precious things to them. Um, yeah. A lot of the Charlotte Mason moms are into tea time Yeah, with their kids. That's a big, yeah. So, um, we need to be willing to help. We need to be willing. I think, Mostly in America, though, we need to be willing to let people help. We need to ask, and then we need to we need to be that vulnerable and let people help. Uh, we've got elderly next door neighbors that refuse to let uh, anybody just give them something, uh, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this last time, so ages ago, they asked if they could, we had a whole bunch of. Uh, wood chips in our front yard for months on end because I ordered chip drop and then didn't have a clear plan for it. Um, but Brian put up with it. Thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, so the neighbors saw it and they were like, hey, can we have some mulch and we'll pay you for it? And we're like, no, we'll just, we'll just wheel, wheel bear it over, over to the next house and, and drop it in for you and you don't need to pay it for us. Uh, and they insisted. Uh, and I whittled them down to like a dollar an hour or something like that. Some ridiculously nonsense price that's way too low uh, if if you're gonna offer to pay someone. And they're like, okay. But like they were just content as long as they were giving something. 
And I think that's an insult. Um, and like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm letting it go and I'm still gonna, uh, be as polite and kind to them as I can, but you need to let people do things for you without thinking I've got to do something back. Whenever we have people over for dinner, they're like, yeah, and we'll have to see when we can have you over. And I don't think they mean that in an offensive way. Um, and I think, I think they mean it in a good way. Like, yeah, we, we need to make this more of a habit. But I think also there's part of a, we need to pay you back, kind of. You had us over, we need to have you back. Uh, otherwise, we're not, we're not square. And uh, I bought a gift for a family member. And the first response, uh, I was asking them, uh, you know, do you want this color or that color? And the first response was, oh, no, you don't have to get this. Please don't. We we can't afford Christmas gifts this year. Uh, so, like, we, we can't afford to get you anything back. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not asking for you to, I'm not giving this to you so that I can get something out of it. Mm-hmm. I saw this. I thought of you. I want to give it to you. And let me do this. There's no indebtedness. Um, I think that's another one of our American independencisms that we have to do something back. And look, Maybe. it's good to to give back and to repay. And and I understand that, but. For, I, I think it's part of the, the principle of what goes around comes around. Like, I'll just help you free of charge because I'm, I want to be there for you. And I'm not holding it over your head that, well, I helped you, so you better help me when the time comes. I'm helping you to build that community to help you be a better person. And you you, your responsibility is to do the same for me, not because I'm expecting it, but because that's, oops, sorry, crap. Uh, I'm bumping this microphone over here. Um, Apologizing to it. (laughs) I just apologized to the microphone. Um, I knocked over a stack of books (laughs) and apologized to it once. (laughs) We're such polite people. The way we build community is by giving without give, expecting to be given back. Yeah, you don't. It's not a transactional yeah, relationship that's with what friends. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, kind of along the idea of building community is uh, the Bible's got a couple of verses. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. Um, and then he that waters shall be watered also himself. Um, if you want community, you've got to start building it. Um, and that would start with find, find where the needs are and start filling them. Ask people, how are you doing? And not just a, Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm good. Um, because, because we're all going to respond that way, but actually sit with that person and say, how is life? Are, are there things that you're struggling with? Do you want to get together and hang out? Uh, and I tell you, it's out of church when you plan to intentionally meet with someone. That's when they're a lot more likely to tell you how their life is going. And if you need that, ask for it. Find someone that you can talk to and ask for it. 
I uh, I have been not I have not been sleeping well um, for most of this pregnancy. By the way, I'm pregnant. I don't know if we mentioned it on this podcast yet. I think we have baby number five on the way, doing March. And ever since I got pregnant, um, I have just not been sleeping well. I've had a lot of insomnia, and it's starting. It's been starting to get to me, to the point to where yesterday I was feeling starting to feel like I was postpartum, because uh, I already fe- I always feel dreadful postpartum just uh absolutely depleted uh my emotions are everywhere i can't think straight it's i'm an entirely different woman and thank you brian for sticking through (laughs) with it through me uh with me through it uh four times so far and a fifth to look forward to (laughs) but i was feeling a little frantic and i decided you know what i'm just gonna i i I told a lady at church, and she's not even a good buddy of mine, uh, but we were sitting watching uh, some of the preschoolers last night together. We were taking care of them. I just said, hey, can you pray for me? I'm not sleeping well. And so we talked a little bit and just talking about it with someone else. And like I've talked about it with with Brian, but just telling somebody else made me feel better. Um, And honestly, I slept so much better last night than I did, um, than I have in weeks. Um, and, uh, people need, sometimes all people can do for you is pray. So let them pray. Let them know you have something that they need to pray for. Anyway, this podcast episode is my permission for you to ask for help. It's okay. And in fact, it's good. It's healthy for you. It's healthy for the community. And then when people ask you for help, help out. If you offer for the help, absolutely do what you have promised you you said you would do. And that's all I got. Have you any thoughts on the matter, Brian? So to sum up, uh, get off Facebook and Instagram. Uh, make more food. Eat food with people mm. and uh, make time for leisure mm. and relationships are not transactional. Well done. I think that's it. I think that's it. You want to ask for feedback? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody, uh, if you have thoughts, if you have prayer requests or if you want to talk about any of your needs or issues or just whatever, uh, give us an email at TTO. I don't want to hear you about your issues, but I'll forward it I, to Melissa. Yeah, you forward it to me. I care. I'm, I'm his carer. I care because he doesn't. I care for those close to me, and I care less for those <laughs> farther away from me, and I think that's very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if my family's listening, you can send me. You can send me feedback. If you're a perfect stranger, maybe I'll forward it to Melissa. <laughs> TTO at Cozer.us is our email address. For two months yep. and 12 days, you can continue to leave comments on the website, but I'm I'm going to be shutting that down soon. And that website is TTO.Cozer.us. Go to a sl- Slash 171. Right. And find the show notes, which yeah. I don't think I'm going to put anything in the show notes for this unless you have something. 
Well, you could put up all your summary that you did. That was beautifully summarized. (laughs) Props to you for remembering everything. It wouldn't make any sense without the the rest of the episode before it. Yeah. All right. Well, we promised a... An episode about the curriculum that we're using, Ambleside Online, so that maybe is still coming at some point. Anything else you want to do before the end of the year? Yeah, we are going to do some top 10 lists still. Uh, we're, we're not really, but trying somewhat to work our way through scary movies. So I do want to, I do still want to do a top 10 scary movies at the end of October. All right, let's pick this up after the music. I didn't forget. We just ran out of time. Sure. So you want to do... Yeah, we, we, we're we not going to get to 10 at this rate, especially if we keep I know it. pausing to watch Taskmaster, the British game show. <laughs> well, and... that was just while we were eating a bowl of ice cream because you guys didn't <laughs> want to hear us snarfing on that while we were... While podcasting. episode, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've only got 12 days left, so as we record this Dang, on October this 19th. this going by quick. <laughs> Yeah, so, but... One a night. Maybe we can get to 10 at least. We've we've watched four or five already. Well, and I'm fine with going a little bit past October, but I do want to get to 10. Maybe. Okay, so 10 scary movies that we saw this year will rank. Anything else before Christmas January? Christmas movies? Top 10 Christmas Possibly movies? Possibly Christmas movies. Yeah. Let's, let's touch base did with Ben and Matt. Did you ask? Well, yeah, I did. Good. When I was in Minnesota... What'd they say? They said, sure. Awesome. But now we've got to hash out details. So yeah. you you message Matt and okay. figure out how we wanna how we wanna structure it. Yeah, that'll be fun. 